Money FM 89.3. Best of your money. You're with Money FM 89.3. Market View on Money FM 89.3. I see Asia-Pacific stocks trading lower this morning. That's following a rocky session on Wall Street overnight. Seoul is down 0.8%. Tokyo trading marginally lower. And Sydney is off two-thirds of a percent. Investors there have their eyes on Australia's central bank today. It is expected to raise interest rates at 12.30pm local time today. Now, the big question is just how big of a hike will the Reserve Bank of Australia implement? Welcome to Market View. I'm Michelle Martin. Global investors are wrestling once again with inflation, interest rates and the economy this morning. Three interlinked issues that have dominated market sentiment since the start of the year. Now, with prices rising in the US and elsewhere, central banks are tightening monetary policy, just as we expect it to see happen in Australia today. The question, though, is whether the interest rate hikes that are intended to stop inflation will also plunge economies into recession. Well, the U.S. markets opted for a positive take on that question overnight as the Dow Jones Industrial Average finished up half a percent. The S&P 500 Nasdaq closed higher as well. Now, one school of investors appear to believe that inflation has peaked. If that is true, it's going to take some of the pressure off the Fed and other central banks. Consumers will be able to breathe a sigh of relief as well. This morning, we have four signs that this could be the case, four indications, really, that inflation could have already peaked. One from the semiconductor industry, one signal from shipping, a third from agribusiness, and a fourth from China. Let's take a look. First off, Bloomberg points out that the spot rate for shipping containers has dropped by more than 25% over the past nine months. Shipping prices hit an all-time high back in September It can take a while for lower transport costs to work their way through the supply chain, but this should be good news for shoppers and businesses alike. The second indicator this morning is a bellwether semiconductor price, something called the InSpectrum Tech PC DRAM contract price. Yeah. It's a long name, but it is a barometer of the costs for a broad range of Finnish electronic goods from light bulbs to laptops. And the good news is that this price is now half of what it was back in 2018. It is also down 14% from the beginning of the year. A third indicated this morning that inflation may have peaked comes from the world of agribusiness, or more specifically, fertilizer. The North American Fertilizer Index, which affects food prices across the globe, is down nearly 25% since March. And finally, the fourth sign that inflation may be set to ease up comes from China, where producer prices appear to have peaked late last year. Economists are forecasting a 6.5% rise in factory prices in China in May, down from 8% in April. All right, so if you believe that inflation has peaked, how might this affect your investment strategy? Well, I took a look at one approach to this theme, buying experiential stocks in yesterday's edition of Market View Minutes. You can still download that on audio on Spotify. Just type in my name, Michelle Martin, for that. Next up, let's move to corporate news where Elon Musk appears to be trying to weasel his way out of buying Twitter or, well, perhaps angling for a better price. Lawyers for the world's richest man made a securities filing overnight and sent a six-paragraph letter to Twitter accusing it of, quote, actively resisting and thwarting Musk's right to peek under the hood of the social media giant. 
We've talked about this issue on the show before. Musk is demanding more detailed information about spam bots and fake accounts, but some analysts say that he's waived his right to this when he signed the agreement to buy Twitter for 46 billion US dollars. In order to get that deal done quickly, Musk declined the right to conduct due diligence. What is new now? aside from the letter to U.S. regulators, is that Musk claims he needs the information about spam bots in order to secure financing from his bankers for the takeover. If that is true, then Twitter's failure to provide the information could be seen by the judge as breach of the deal. What we haven't talked about in this story yet is that both Twitter and Tesla's share prices have fallen substantially since Musk first announced that he was Twitter's largest shareholder. Tesla shares are down 35% since then, cutting a deep hole in Musk's wealth, although he is still the world's richest man. Got a great book coming up for you on Elon Musk, and it's all about his ability to take risks and why he's so fearless when it comes to risk-taking. I'm going to speak with the author today. It's an unauthorized biography, by the way. Really juicy. Yeah. For more corporate news, let's turn now to a game of Up or Down, the solitaire edition. You know how this works. I name a company, maybe an item in the news, and we all figure out which way it's moving, up or down. Are you ready? Let's go. I just have one entry today. Amazon. So which way do you think it is moving? Well, Amazon is in the news for a couple of reasons this morning. First up, Amazon shares are trading in the three-digit territory for the first time in more than two decades. On Friday, Amazon was trading at close to 2500 US dollars a share. Today, let's check in. They're worth 125 US dollars. Don't fret, though. It's not a massive loss of value. A stock split was announced three months ago. Remember that? And that stock split has come into effect. Amazon shareholders receive 20 shares for every one that they previously held. And the value of those shares climbed overnight, rising one third of a percent. So that is an up. But hold on, there is more. An Amazon vice president has taken to an online forum of third party Amazon sellers to stir up support for the company against some potential antitrust legislation that is being discussed in the U.S. Congress. The problem for Amazon, though, is this. Many of the third-party sellers who Amazon presumed would be on its side are not. They spoke out and are actually in favor of reeling in Amazon's power. So overall, I'm going to give Amazon a down. Before acting on the information on Money FM, please consider if it's suitable for your own investment objectives, financial situation, and risk tolerance. To listen to more great interviews, download our podcasts at moneyfm893.sg or download our audio app. That's A-W-E-D-I-O. Available on Google Play or the App Store.